I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Doing today, welcome back to On The Ball and welcome back to another round of Premier League predictions where me and my brother go head to head in predicting Premier League outcomes. The scores on the doors at the moment is very close. It's 308 to 305 going into this round of predictions and the way the scoring works. If you don't know by now, it's five points for a completely correct scoreline, one point for a correct result. And the star man, once you pick that man, you can't pick them again for the rest of the season. And it's five points for a goal, two points for an assist let's get straight into the weekend's action starting off at the GTEC it's Brentford against Chelsea in a West London derby Sims gone for 2-2 here yeah and I think <clears throat> Brentford 
in my opinion, not getting the results their performances deserve. I know they had a really poor result against West Ham, which maybe they would have expected more out of that game considering how they've been playing. And they're in very bad form at the moment, Brentford, uh, to be honest. They're off the, off the back of four defeats in their last five. I think it's, I believe it's 12, uh, 10 defeats in their last 12 games. So they definitely need to, need to start picking points, especially now with Everton's um, points deduction being reduced. Um, they're really in the thick of it now when it comes to the relegation battle. But I think, I know Chelsea coming to this, obviously off the back of a really good win in midweek against Leeds, 3-2 off the back of a cup final which they took Liverpool all the way but ended up losing I think Brentford are going to be really up for this and I think the way Brentford kind of plays really suited to playing against a really high pressing Chelsea team and even though Chelsea away from home did get a victory against Palace last time out and had some good results against Villa as well in the cup I think Brentford will come and uh, retake the game to Chelsea and I can see it being a really tough uh, even affair I think Ivan Tony's going to get a lot of joy but I think Chelsea will get a lot of joy as well so I went for 2-2 yeah I've gone for 3-1 to Chelsea um, I'm looking at Brentford at the moment and two wins in their last 14 games or something crazy like that yes they have had had some good performances in there but I just feel like they're just leaking goals left right and centre at the moment it's a massive problem for them and uh, Chelsea for all the criticism that they're coming under yes um, against Leeds they left it late to win 3-2 in which was a very nervy game for them um, they got beaten by Liverpool's kids in extra time with Virgil van Dijk scoring there um, but before that they were getting some positive results some interesting results 3-1 away at Villa in the cup 3-1 away at Palace where they absolutely smashed them in the second half so I'm looking at this game and I think Chelsea will come out uh, the better for it so I think 3-1 to Chelsea and Chelsea to get back to winning ways um, I'm going to go yeah sorry 3-1 let's move on to Everton against West Ham at Goodison Park Sim's gone for 2-1 to Everton I've gone for 1-1 on the back of West Ham getting back to winning ways with a impressive 4-1 or 4 was it 4-2 or 4-1 display against Brentford um, I was really impressed with them in the first half Jarrod Bowen getting a hat-trick there but I think that when they come up against Everton at Goodison Park, they'll find it hard to break them down as most teams do going to Goodison. So I couldn't really split the two sides. Everton, um, as much as they're solid and they're hard to beat, they're not really getting too many wins on the board either. So I've gone for 1-1 draw. Yeah, I've gone for Everton to shade it. I think they are pretty good at home. Obviously, they were minutes away from getting a victory last week against Brighton if it wasn't for um, a last-minute Lewis Dunk header, which obviously stopped them getting all three points. But I think the way Everton play at home, they actually do press quite high and they're very aggressive in that front forward press. But once you bypass that press, they do go into a bit of a low block. But I think that could be really suited to playing a team like West Ham. I do see a lot of high overturns. I don't think West Ham are that good at playing out of the back. And also, set pieces, we know how good Everton can be. Um, I obviously, with the way Everton, uh, way West Ham are going to set up, look to um, hurt Everton when they can. Paquita now being back in the side, they had a really good opening half an hour against Brentford last week. But I did feel like as the game went on, Brentford getting really a uh, lot back in the game and. Um, late in the game they could have got back in it with if it wasn't for um some poor finishing so i think everton are going to shade this i think goodison home advantage is going to play a big part and i think maybe if west ham had a bit of different manager it could be a different result but i think with the way Moyes had them set up i reckon they're going to get beaten here too yeah that's why i think they're going to cancel each other out you're looking at everton they just 
can't seem to get any sort of wins on the board, however well they play. Like six draws, I think, in their last nine games, which is crazy, and only one win in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't really split them. But let's move on to Craven Cottage, Fulham against Brighton. Sims gone for 1-1 one, one here. Yeah, I went for Brighton to go to Craven Cottage and get a point. I think Brighton obviously had a good, um, had a really good result against Everton, considering the circumstances where they were down to 10 men, 1-0 down, and they ended up snatching a draw. I think... Watching Fulham last week against Man United was brilliant. I thought they were top-notch, but I don't think Brighton are going to allow them those same gaps in the in the midfield that Man United allowed them. I don't see Fulham hurting them as much in transition, but I also think um, Fulham have actually done quite well in their general game recently, and I can see them on transitions, you know, um, really hurting Brighton but I actually think Brighton I can see them dominating they haven't been very good in front of goal especially midweek lots of possession against Wolves but struggled to find the net but I don't think Fulham are as resolute as Wolves so I see a similar game but I actually see the share of the spoils here so I'm going for 1-1 yeah, I kind of quite fancy Fulham at home, actually, this weekend. Um, I think they're a very good home side. I think they're eighth in the form table when you're looking at home performances uh, throughout the course of the season. Brent, uh, Bo- uh, sorry, Brighton always do find it hard going to Craven Cottage. I don't think they've won there in a very long time, albeit, you know, both uh, Fulham have been up and down. Um, Matoma's out, so I think that will hurt Brighton as well. And I just look at Fulham, uh, especially when they're at home, they're going to be able to beat Brighton on that transition I think that's what's going to happen so I said 2-1 to Fulham and Fulham take the three points next up we go to St James's Park and it's Wolves that that travel all the way up to Newcastle this weekend both us going for draws funnily enough I've gone for 2-2 Sim's gone for nil-nil the reason I've gone for 2-2 I just feel like both these teams um, are going to fancy their chances especially Newcastle being at home Uh, Wolves as much as you would think they're a defensively solid side but they do concede quite a lot of goals uh, however defensively solid they are and with Newcastle with Isaac back in the team he did have to go off early because he was just coming into it against Arsenal and coming back from injury with him fully fit now and another week behind his belt I do feel like Newcastle will be a big threat on the attack but I feel like as well Wolves on the counter attack with Pedro Neto would also carry their own threat so I've gone for 2-2. Uh, yeah I've gone for nil-nil here I think Wolves are going to set up very resolutely and I think especially away from home when they've done that against some good teams. They've been able to get some pretty good results and they're a very good counter-attacking team. And I do see Newcastle having a lot of trouble breaking them down, to be honest, Um, especially given how I've seen them recently. They've been... um, um, They've been struggling quite a bit, um, you know, in terms of controlling games, Newcastle. So I think I can see them having lots of possession, but, you know, Gordon, Isaac, Bruno, good players. But I think Wolves, the way recently I've seen them being defending in that low block, I've been quite impressed. So I can see Wolves really holding them out. And then I can see Wolves hitting them on the counter, but no Huang Hee Chan and no Cunha, most likely as well, in this game. So they're likely going to have a front three of Neto, Sarabia, well, where's Huang? Bellegarde. He's injured. Got injured. Again, got injured in midweek. Um, Gary O'Neill said he'll be very surprised if he plays right. on the weekend. So I don't see where they where I can see them maybe causing some problems. Where that where's that real finisher going to come from? I'm not 100 percent sure. So I do see them struggling to score goals as well. So I actually see both teams really struggling to convert their chances here, and that's why I've gone for nil nil. All right, we move on to the city ground. It is Nottingham Forest against Liverpool. Both have gone for the exact same scoreline, hitting 3-1 to Liverpool. And I think Darwin Nunes and Mo Salah are likely to be back in the frame this weekend as well. So I don't think it's any surprise why we've gone for this 3-1 win. Yeah, I think... 
especially Forrest, I saw the midweek against Man United, and as much as they put Man United under pressure, Man United created lots of opportunities, and it was a lucky that they only scored in the last minute. They could have easily scored before that, and I think with the quality Liverpool have, especially when you look at the week they've had, uh, using their kids in the Carabao Cup final and in the FA Cup and getting wins, that'll be a massive boost. And the fact that they now have the trust that they can maybe bring in those kids and also they've got these players like Salo Nunes coming back is going to um, lead to an amazing feel around the club. We know how Forrest are going to try and set up and frustrate Liverpool and they do have... Uh, real good players on the counter in Ilanga, Awioni. But I just think the talent Liverpool have in the forward line and the way they've been playing this season, I think they're just going to have too much quality for uh, Nottingham Forest here. So I've gone for a convincing 3-1 win. Yeah, exactly the same for me. I mean, it doesn't take too much explaining why you think Liverpool are going to beat a Nottingham Forest side. But, you know, with all the star-studded quality coming back on the back of two really impressive victories in the Cup with the kids, um, you can't see anything but a convincing Liverpool win this weekend. Let's be honest. So let's go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It's Tottenham against Crystal Palace in a London derby. I have gone for 3-2 to Tottenham. Sim's gone for 2-1. And I think there's you know, a renewed sense of optimism around Crystal Palace with Glasner and the team Spurs have historically struggled against teams that play three at the back this season. I don't think this is going to be any different. They're going to come into this confident thinking they can turn us over. But I think Spurs will have just about enough quality to win the game. I don't think we're going to have it our own way throughout the game. Um, But with injuries that we do have, Pedro Porro, potentially Richarlison as well, with Son leading the line, I think we'll have the uh, clinical edge in the game to win the game 3-2, but I think it's going to be incredibly difficult. Yeah, with rumours that Eze is well back for this one, that would that's going to be a major boost for Palace if he's involved. I have gone for 2-1. I do see it being a fairly tight game. I think it's going to be difficult to break down this Palace side, to be honest. And I think Glasner... Um, obviously, really great first start against Burnley, three 0 win. Although it's important to note they, you know, they had to wait until after the red card and a bit, a bit of time in that second half to break the deadlock. Once they did, they, uh, you know, obviously eased to a victory, and it was a, in the end of the day, a really positive first display for Palace. I, the problem for Tottenham is, uh, as you say, uh, the timing is really bad because we've struggled against teams who play a back five, and that's how Glasgow likes to play. And if we would have played them a week ago, two weeks ago, I should say. Maybe would have been different playing into back four. Maybe we'll find it a bit easier. But now we're playing into back five. It's going to be all that more difficult to break them down. But we'll still know Elise there. Maybe Eze not being completely fully fit, hoping anyway. Maybe that will lead to Palace still lacking that real threat. Uh, going forward and if they're not uh, having that threat it might be a bit e- too easy for Tottenham to pen them in and and you know force those chances and that's what I'm banking on and that's why I've gone for Tottenham to scrape it 2-1 here Yeah it is imperative that Tottenham do get back to winning ways um, in terms of the top four hunt you know especially with the Manchester derby this weekend with Aston Villa going to Luton we just have, need to get those three points but let's go and talk about that Aston Villa Luton game at Kenilworth Road we've both gone for the same scoreline here in 2-1 to Aston Villa and I feel like Aston Villa are just going to have a bit too much quality for Luton this weekend Luton are on a dreadful run of form to be honest they have had three difficult games in a row Liverpool Man City and Man United but you look further back from that losing to Sheffield United drawing 4-4 with Newcastle away which was a fairly impressive result to be fair but that Sheffield United game would have hurt them massively and, and their confidence and they really need to start getting points on the board if they've got any chance of uh, survival with uh, Everton getting those points back from the deduction um Nottingham Forest and Brentford you know they've both got wins in them although we've both predicted them to lose this weekend I feel like without Adebayo as well they really lack a focal point up front so I've gone for Villa 2-1 
Yeah, I, unfortunately, Luton are really starting to leak a lot of goals recently. Yeah. Like five, six, sorry, in midweek against Man City was case in point in that, where they had a bit of robustness and solidity, solidity beforehand. It seems that seems to have been a. Um, a uh, going away at the moment um, deserting them I should say so I kind of fear for Luton a bit and I feel like they're still taking it to teams especially at Kenilworth Road and that's probably the best approach at the moment to try and get results I do see you know Barkley being on top form I do see Villa being a bit under pressure but I do think the gaps they're going to leave is going to allow the people like Watkins to make those smart runs, a bit like Harlem was doing in midweek, and just exploit this Luton side. And that's why I think as much as it's going to be a game where it's toing and throwing a bit, I think Villa will come out on top. So I've gone for 2-1 to Villa. Moving on to Burnley against Bournemouth. Two clubs that are yet to win since the turn of the year. Uh, but I do feel like there's a massive gulf between these two uh, footballing sides, to be honest. Sim's gone for 2-1 to Bournemouth. I've gone for 2-0. And I feel it's time for Bournemouth to get back to winning ways. And they'll be uh, sensing blood in this game against the Burnley side who are just getting battered week in, week out at the moment. It looks as though they're pretty much destined for championship football next season. And I think uh, Bournemouth will come into this with... Um, with a lot of confidence. Yeah, and the only problem for Bournemouth at the moment is Solanke and looks like Unal, their new striker, both going to be missing this weekend, although that's not 100% confirmed. But um, they do, they're both struggling with injuries. So I can see them struggling with a bit of a focal point this week. Um, but just this Burnley side, they need wins. They can't afford to let more games pass them by. So the, the fact that they're under all this pressure, they're 11 points behind 17th at the moment. So nothing but three points will do. And being under that kind of pressure will leave them open, leave them vulnerable, in my opinion, because even if they're drawing, I can't see them settling for a draw. I think I can see them going for more goals and that leaves them vulnerable. I can see Bournemouth exploiting that with their front three. And I think Bournemouth are going to come away with the victory, unfortunately. And I think Burnley um, are going to be another week away from relegation. Mm. Manchester Derby up next Manchester City Manchester United at the Etihad both of us going for the convincing Manchester City wins Sim's gone for 4-1 yeah um, I think De Bruyne and Haaland looking like in red hot form in midweek and they're uh, two players who've historically done very, very well against mm. Man United in the derby. I expect them to coming into this game flying with confidence. I expect De Bruyne to start. Obviously, Pep has been very careful with him when he's come back into the fold. He's rested him some games, but I don't think he'll rest him this game. I think Man United at home is such a special game, and I think they're really going to take it to them. Man United. Look, even in games they've won, you know they beat Forest in midweeks. I'm still not convinced. I know they got that nil-nil draw at Anfield earlier in the season, but even in that game they were under a barrage of shots. And you know, if it wasn't for a bit of luck, it could have been very, very different on that occasion. I think if they're expecting to defend like they have been in recent weeks and and get anything from uh, the Etihad, I think they've got another thing coming. I expect Man City to completely dominate all facets of this game. Look, with I also think though with uh, Hoyland out. Um, I actually think in a weird way it could um, be a blessing in disguise because I do think it's going to force Rashford up front and I think this kind of fixture that's where you want Rashford I think you want him in the forward line stretching Man City but I don't think it's going to hurt Man City nowhere near enough and I think they're going to dominate and I think I just can't see Man United especially their makeshift defence I think Luke Shaw's out Um, Lindelof I think I think he might have picked up an injury midweek so I think Man United, Man City are going to be very strong here. And I've gone for 4-1. Yeah, I can't see anything but a Man City win and a convincing one of that. And I get what you're saying about Rashford, but I just feel like this ain't the Mark- Marcus Rashford of last season where we saw him um, really breaking uh, those lines and really running in behind and providing real quality. He just looks like this 
to have a bit of an attitude problem about him this season and he doesn't cut a very happy figure at Manchester United and it'll be interesting to see why that is because there would be really good opportunities for him in this game if he, if he was at it but I just can't see him being at it to be honest and with Haaland coming back into form scoring five goals in the week Kevin De Bruyne laying on how many assists three or four assists during the week four. a four so I mean with them two, if them two are at it like they were midweek, then you've got to feel like it's going to be a convincing victory for Man City. And it's not even those two. They've just got star-studded quality everywhere you look on the pitch. And with the Man United injuries, Hoyland, Shaw um, and other players in there as well, I just can't see Man United being able to contain this Man City side. So 3-1 to Manchester City. And then we finish up talking about Sheffield United against Arsenal at Bramall Lane. Sim's gone for 4-0. I've gone for 5-0. Arsenal have been on red-hot form in uh, the last five, six games. And I can't see it changing here against the Sheffield United side who are not playing well. They're losing every week and are coming up against the most informed side, the guys that are scoring the most goals in the Premier League. Bakayo Saka on incredible form as well. So I can't see anything but an absolute annihilation. Yeah, me neither. I think I went for 4-0 instead of 5. I know Sheffield United have been shipping a lot of 5s recently. I think Sheffield United could probably take a bit of heart out of their performance against Wolves where they were really unlucky maybe not to get anything. But at the end of the day, they need points and heart's not going to do much for them. And the fact they came away with nothing is even going to make them more low on confidence as well. And against his Arsenal side, who are just hitting everyone for 6 at the moment, it seems, uh, battering teams left, right and centre. I don't see Sheffield United being able to hold out this Arsenal team and it's as soon as that deadlock is broken, I think the floodgates will open and I think Arsenal would really um, take them to the sword. And but I've just gone for 4-0. All right, now it's time for the star men. And actually, uh, we've got a ruling here that whoever gets their predictions in first gets first pick of the star man. And we actually picked the same star man this week. And it was Erling Haaland. Sim got his predictions in just before Come me. On. And he gets Erling Haaland against the Man United side this weekend. I've gone for Cole Palmer as my backup star man away at... Uh, who are they playing again? Brentford. Away at Brentford, yeah. So I, like I said before, I think Brentford have been leaking a lot of goals. And I think um, if Chelsea are going to do anything this season, this game, I think he's going to be absolutely central to it um, on penalties as well. So I've gone for Cole Palmer. Yeah, does Haaland need any more explanation? Home to Man United. It's time to blow my Haaland load. <laughs> he's going to get a hat-trick this weekend. That's on banking on. Yeah, he's going to get injured in midweek. Oh, <laughs> just before the game. Not, I swear. <laughs> I swear. Um, yeah, that's what happened with me with Hoyland. I pick Hoyland and then uh, Sim messages me with the, hat, the biggest smile on his face probably <laughs> as he was messaging. Hoyland ain't playing this weekend. Um, but anyway, that is our predictions for this weekend. Let me know your predictions in the comment section below. And who do you think is going to get more points out of our predictions? Let me know in the comment section below. And we'll see you next time.